wellness what does wellness mean to me wellness means living my best life every single day no exceptions I grew up with parents who were always trying to educate us on being our best selves. So we read a lot of books, um, financial books, spiritual books, self-improvement books. We even had, you know, cool little signs on the walls that said dachshunds are doers, um, little reminders, little quotes everywhere around the house. And it was a very positive environment to grow up in. You know, when friends would come over, it was a little embarrassing, but it was also a great environment to grow up and just realize that we can be the best that we can be. That didn't just stop at positive affirmations. That also went farther and we focused a lot on health. So when I was 13, I decided after reading a book called Fit for Life by the Diamonds to become a pescatarian. I wanted to live healthier and the book didn't say become a vegetarian. It just gave you reasons why eating meat and being a vegetarian or any alternative lifestyle in terms of nutrition uh, was either a bad or a good idea. And they gave you tips. So they didn't say, don't eat meat. They just said, this is what happens when you do eat meat. And they gave tips from their own life. So it wasn't that they were just advocating one way of living. They gave you the tools in order to make the decisions based on their knowledge. So it was pretty cool. And I became a pescatarian when I was 13. It has been over 20 years now that I've been a pescatarian. And when I tell people that, they're just like, oh my gosh, that must have been so hard. Or, wow, that's a really long time. But when you think about making a lifestyle change that's different from the norm, you also forget that any lifestyle that you have is just normal. So if you started out living as a vegan since birth because your parents were vegan and they wanted you to have that lifestyle growing up, then that's just the lifestyle you had. And it's different from other people. So yes, it's going to be looked at as weird, but you know, most people don't have a vegan lifestyle or live as raw individuals or live as alkaline individuals. Most people start off eating a well-balanced diet. And I say well-balanced because it doesn't really mean that, you know, what you're eating is either good or bad. It's just that you have the macronutrients, right? So you have your protein, you have your carbs, and you have your fats. For some people, that includes meat, right? And then you have your fruits and vegetables, and then you have your starches or your grains, and that's your carbs. For other people, you have those same balanced meals, those same balanced macronutrients coming from just purely vegetables and fruits and whole grains. So when we talk about the different lifestyles 
that exist, there's no real right one because every lifestyle is dependent on your experience. Now, mind you, I have a bias towards being a pescatarian and plant-based lifestyle because that works for me. And I also have read and researched into being a carnivore and an omnivore. And I can tell you that meat does have certain properties that makes it less than desirable for an optimal diet. But I'm not going to down anyone because they choose to live that lifestyle. When we talk about lifestyle, it's an emotional choice, right? So a lot of the choices that we have, we've either made or they've been made for us because we don't realize that we can change our lifestyle. People who live, you know, for instance, in a certain religion, they can also make a choice to go to another religion based on an emotional uh, thought-based process, right? Because it's a connection with the higher power. Religion is very personal, it's very intimate. Um, and when you make that choice, that's your lifestyle. Now, there are other things that we can't change, right? We can't change our eye color, or we can, but artificially, right? But when we change certain aspects of ourselves internally, these things, they don't have to become permanent. Things like your eye color is permanent, even if you might put color contacts in, right? Or your hair color is permanent even though you might color your hair. So there's certain things about ourselves that we can't actually change that become, you know, structures for the rest of our lives. We can just put a band-aid over them. I say band-aid, but cosmetic changes, you know, they, they're just on the surface. Underneath that, our lifestyle becomes this whole way of life. And that we can change, that we can make permanent changes to, and we can constantly change it to fit our viewpoint of the world, right? And our lifestyle doesn't become us, we rather become our lifestyle because we can continuously change that and modify and upgrade. But the most important thing is to live the best lifestyle that we have because we are here for a limited amount of time on this earth. At least that's what I believe. I believe in ghosts too, <laughs> but in the physical plane, I believe we're here only for a certain amount of time. I don't know if I believe in incarnation, but I think it is a great premise for, you know, reliving life and doing it a little differently. But the only problem with reincarnation is that you don't actually know the previous lives off the bat that you've lived before, so I guess that's a neat point. But anyway, there's a chance that you could live your life over and do it again. But anyway, in this case, for this life, we want to live the best holistic wellness lifestyle that we can. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. I have a bachelor's in nutrition and dietetics from Montclair State University, and I love dance. I am a foodie. I love plants. I teach yoga, I'm a personal trainer, I'm a wellness consultant, I run a concierge company specifically for wellness services, I have a blog, <laughs> I like to read, I do a bunch of random stuff um, that all centers on wellness. And I, I love to ask people the question, are you living your wellness? 
because that is multifaceted, right? When you think of wellness, the first things that usually come to mind are like physical, nutritional, and mental health, right? So feeling good, eating well, having a stable emotional outlook on our lives. These are areas, but a few that are those that make up a holistic wellness lifestyle. So I've done some research on the number of dimensions of wellness. I've seen from five to 10 dimensions of wellness and they range depending on the organization and their belief system that's promoting it. In my company, we focus on nine dimensions of wellness to help people with their holistic programs. So for me, I've taken a look at some things such as emotional wellness. And based on the description of emotional wellness, I kind of plug that into the mental health or the mental wellness dimension. Uh, I also have seen intellectual wellness not shared in the other dimensions, so I plug that in as a wellness dimension by itself. Um, occupational wellness, that one means your hobbies, that one is your career, your job, anything that means a skill set. So I've taken that one from intellectual wellness and I've included it as its own dimension. Now mind you, all the dimensions, areas of wellness are intertwined. So when you're talking about one, you can kind of connect the dots to the others. So the dimensions that I've chosen for my company, Envision Wellness Incorporated, that's my wellness concierge company, there are three themes of head, heart and home. In the head or your mindset is your mental wellness, your spiritual and your intellectual. These are our thought process about ourselves, others and beyond, right? How we apply or see ourselves in this world. Your heart theme is your body, inside and out. So occupational, your physical and your nutritional and occupational because that's what you do specifically in your everyday life, whether you're working with your hands, you're, you're creative, you have a hobby, or you are you know, working at work, in your career, in your job. So that is a, a body component. And then your home theme is your worldview. You know, elements that hit close to home, your interactions with the world around you, so that's your environmental, your financial, and your social wellness dimensions. And these, these really serve as a point of contention <laughs> with a lot of people because these are the themes that people like to really delve into. They have their own opinions. There's like, you know, whether it's right or wrong, like environmental is... You might think climate change, you might think uh, global warming, but it's actually on a local scale and a global scale. So kind of like what's happening in your house is a local environmental wellness, right? Do you like your house? Do you like the repairs made? Or is your house worn down? Or is it in good condition? Is your house really your home? and how can you make it your home if it's not? And then also when you step outside onto the curb, like what are the conditions of the physical environment around your house? 
Uh, you know, do you live in a good neighborhood? What constitutes a good neighborhood? Do you live in a bad neighborhood? What constitutes a bad neighborhood? So that's local. Global, of course, is what I mentioned before. Climate change, global warming, protecting the whales and anything dealing with environment as we know it, national parks and things like that. Financial. Once again, it is personal, but it's also a very global thing, right? So it's like your connection to a revenue stream uh, for short and long-term wealth, your career goals, having money to do with what you want and what you need. Once again, that is something that people talk about a lot in length, especially in the United States. We are a capitalistic society. I think when people talk about culture from other countries, you know, you can kind of pinpoint what every country is really all about. The United States, I think it's capitalism. I'm not sure what else we really have a collective viewpoint about. I mean, when you think why immigrants came here, they knew that they could make a better life for themselves. So that's why we're called the multi-melting pot. And there are so many different cultures, but just as many cultures in the United States, there are so many different businesses, so many opportunities to make money. And everyone can make money to a certain extent. Not everyone's going to be a millionaire, but you can own a business. And everywhere you look, there is a business. So I think that it's a very, not everyone's made to be an entrepreneur, right? But you still work somewhere or work somehow. You can work online, you can work in a brick and mortar store. There's so many opportunities. So financial wellness becomes not only a way how we make money, but our connection to a specific revenue stream how we manage money and then social so once again that's another point of contention it's our connection to family friends and other humans and really what that means is our interactions with other people day to day are we hermits do we like being alone do we crave the limelight do we love hanging out with friends and family do we not like hanging out with friends and family, especially during the holidays? There are so many avenues to social wellness. It's absolutely insane. And I think I've spent the most time in home theme because once again, these are kind of more global and local themes in the whole dimensions of wellness. But all of the things, like I said before, are intertwined. So, you know, how and why each are important, we're actually going to delve into them in depth, but in a different way. So within this podcast, it's mostly focusing on the theme of nest. So that's N-E-S-T, nest, uh, like home, (laughs) and being able to apply these dimensions in our everyday lives. How are you doing at home? What matters to you and your family? And everything is really centered around products that you use, uh, things specifically from black and minority women-owned businesses, other minority-owned businesses that people might not know of. So there's so many different products out there. 
But what I like about these specific businesses is that they are usually natural, right? They really get back to the earth. They're really environmentally friendly. They're usually great on the purse strings, you know, and they are very community oriented. So I hope that you come along with me for this ride, for this journey into creating the best lifestyle that you can for your life every single day. I can't wait to share more about wellness. As you can see, I have a deep passion for it in every sense of the word. And I am looking forward to helping you and giving you some information that you may or may not have known, but actionable steps to put this information into practice. Thank you, everyone, and welcome to The Well Nest with your host, Crystal Dotson of Envision Wellness.